If you are feeling depleted, if you are feeling burnt out, prioritize you. Prioritize your energy. Take care of your energy. Place a deposit into your bank of energy. (laughs) You can't withdraw more than what you've put in there. You've got to make sure that you're prioritizing your energy. And when you do that, you're not going to get burnt out. Hey, I'm Chelsea. I'm a professional mentor and coach, and I believe that your biggest goals and your wildest dreams can come true through small and simple changes. Follow along and let me show you how you can grow by degree. Hey friend, welcome to the Grow by Degree podcast. Thanks for showing up today and for listening. And I honestly believe this is going to help you so much. So I'm glad that you're here for you. I have been wanting to talk about burnout for a long time. Like probably one of the first episodes was planned to be burnout, but I have struggled to talk about it. In fact, I've re-recorded this episode many times because I just want to get it just right. (laughs) I know burnout can feel a little bit like a buzzword. At least for me, I don't know if it's my generation or if it's my age, like my stage of life, but I feel like I'm being talked to about burnout from all directions and even the conversation around burnout kind of burns me out. (laughs) And I think the reason why it can feel so exhausting, aside from its natural meaning, is that It feels like something that's just happening to us. And if we're not careful, it's really easy to feel like we're a victim of burnout. Like we're burnt out because of all these things that are happening outside of our control. That is why I want to rebrand it. (laughs) I read in an article where they addressed burnout using the term energy management. And I fell in actual love with that way of talking about it because you can manage your energy. It feels so much more empowering than the word burnout, where it just kind of feels like something that's happening to you. That's not to say external factors don't impact your energy sources, but you can manage your energy even with external factors and prevent burnout. And that is what I want to teach you today. And this is going to help you. I I want you to walk away with concrete next steps for you that you can do to prevent and solve for burnout in your life. So hold tight, (laughs) buckle up. You're going to love it. It's going to be great. So let's talk about burnout for a minute. What is the most common solution that we typically hear about when it comes to burnout? I don't know about you, but a lot of what I hear is time management solutions. If you feel like you're running out of time and uh, and there's a heavy demand on your time, we need to be managing that time better. Now, I am a huge advocate for good time management. I'm I that's something I'm constantly working on. 
However, I don't know that it's the solution for burnout every time. And if you do have a time management issue, I'm going to do another episode on that, I'm sure. But um, that's something that we can solve pretty quick uh, with with time management. We just find a different way to spend your time or a more uh, streamlined way and we can in- in- increase effectiveness and efficiencies there. But that doesn't always solve for burnout. <laughs> for example, you could have the best time management in the world. But if you have more things to do than you actually have time to do them, then time management becomes less helpful <laughs> and less of a resource for you. Energy management, on the other hand, is much less finite. Unlike time management, where you can't really add hours to your day, energy management is infinite. You can have more energy. You can add energy to your day. You can increase and decrease energy. And when you're burnt out, it is a depletion of energy. It's you've withdrawn more from your energy bank than you have put in there. That's what burnout is. You've exhausted your resources with energy. But you can add energy to your life. You can increase your energy. So we are going to talk about that today. Let's divide energy into four different groups. And this is all from a very beautiful article from the Harvard Business Review. I will link it below. And I'm just going to share all the goodies from there with you today. So energy is divided into four different groups. We have physical energy, we have mental energy, we have emotional energy, and we have spiritual energy. When we are burnt out, it's because we've depleted one or more of these energy resources. And there are things that you can do to increase the energy in these different categories to prevent burnout. So I want to break it down. Let's talk about our bodies first. Let's talk about physical energy. I know we know. (laughs) We all know I should be sleeping more. I should be eating healthier. I should be exercising more. And it's true. Healthy habits will increase your energy. If you eat a healthy breakfast, you're probably going to have more energy throughout the day than if you eat maybe like Pop-Tarts for breakfast, which I love Pop-Tarts, but not always the healthiest breakfast, right? very little protein. You're not, you're going to have a sugar crash (laughs) and uh, you're going to need more carbohydrates to give, give you energy again. So um, even just a healthy breakfast can make a huge difference uh, when it comes to your energy. How do you know if your physical energy is depleted? What does it look like? Well, you're tired all the time and you have a hard time staying awake and you, uh, to increase the energy there, you uh, search for maybe quick, a quick spike in energy. So caffeine, um, sugar, carbohydrates, this is something that I do, <laughs> that I'm working on. So um, you rely on foods that provide quick energy to get you through the day. You need it to get through the day. Another sign, you've been sitting all day. You may have your watch telling you to stand up like mine just told me to do. Um, You're sitting all day. It's like kind of a chore to move your body um, and you feel a lot of resistance for it. That 
might be a sign that um, you have some depleted physical energy. Okay, so how do you replenish your energy here? Well, it's, you know, all those habits that are simple and sometimes are hard to implement. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it's hard. Like I struggle with getting enough sleep. I really, really do. I am working on it constantly <laughs> and I'll get enough sleep eventually. I'm, I'm, I am 100% confident that I'm going to hack it. I just haven't yet. <laughs> so, uh, but one thing that I do when I feel a depletion of physical energy is I prioritize naps. I, I do take naps. If I am feeling tired where I am nodding off at my desk at work, I push the pause button with work and I take a five minute nap. I totally do that. I've done it multiple times and it helps. So it's just good to know. <laughs> you can take a nap. You can do a burst of exercise. A burst of exercise is like running for a minute in place. Or if you're in, a, on, in an office space where you have a lot of stairs, like go take the stairs for a minute. Like <laughs> run up the stairs and run down them. That burst of energy actually does amazing things for your brain to help re-energize you. So a burst of movement, a burst of exercise can be very helpful, but it doesn't even have to be that. Go on a walk, get yourself outside, go breathe the fresh air, <laughs> um, go eat something healthy instead of reaching for the quick high sugar, high caffeine, which by the way is something that I'm still learning to break. Get yourself a snack with protein in it so that it will help provide more lasting energy. Those are all pretty straightforward. What about emotional energy? What does that even mean? Well, when we talk about emotional energy, we're talking about the quality of our energy. So what drains this type of energy? It's simple. When we feel good, we have a lot more energy and a lot of positive energy than when we feel bad. When we feel bad, we may have energy, but it's a lot of negative energy. So I'm a firm believer that all emotions fit, <laughs> but doing things out of certain emotions can be ineffective. Writing an email out of anger may cause more problems than if you write it from a more effective emotion. If you're frustrated about something and you go to talk to your kid about something that they're doing, that you would like them to stop, that conversation may not be the most effective conversation because you're still figuring out your emotions. <laughs> so go, approaching a conversation from a place of frustration could end in a little bit more anger and less of a result than you're hoping for. So when we're talking about emotional energy and we're talking about the quality of energy, we're talking about the place from which you do the things that you do. So what depletes this? Well, we already talked about the ineffective targeted emotions, like motivating anger can be a scary thing, but there's lots, there's lots out there. Um, another thing that we can do that really can deplete our energy is fall into a more victim mindset. How do you know if you're in a victim mindset? The victim mindset usually needs a few things. There needs to be a villain in the story. Sometimes there needs to be a savior in the story. And then there's a victim, right? So you need someone to blame and you need someone to fix it for you. And 
this can deplete your energy because you are stuck until it's fixed by other people. So that quality of energy is just spinning. You spin. You may have a lot of energy and emotion around whatever's going on, but you're unable to target that effectively because you're stuck in a victim mindset. How do you replenish it? You just gain awareness. (laughs) Gain awareness that you are feeling like a victim. I get into a victim story in my head probably once a week. (laughs) This is such just, it's just human behavior. It's just what we do. And the cool thing is, is we can undo it. It's just being aware. Like, okay, hold on. I'm making myself the victim of the story. That's just really good to know that I'm doing that in my brain. And then my next question is, how can I be the hero of the story? How can I flip the narrative so I am the hero instead of the victim? And that brings me to my next point of instead of avoiding emotions, learn how to process them. Process your emotion. We spend so much energy on not feeling the, the feelings that we don't want to feel. We use our energy to avoid emotions. We spend time scrolling our phones so we don't have to feel the effects of burnout. We don't have to feel exhausted. We don't have to feel tired. We uh, shop online. We distract ourselves. I'm talking about things that I do. We binge watch shows. We binge eat. We do all sorts of things to avoid feeling our feelings. And oh man, it's amazing. Once you start accepting and allowing yourself to feel emotions, you are going to see a huge transformation in your life. Because the worst thing that can happen to you is a negative emotion. Once you learn how to manage a negative emotion, you're going to save yourself so much time. (laughs) And I love the practice of meditation. I am just getting back into it. I was doing really well at the beginning of the year and I kind of slowed down and I'm getting back into it. But it's just the practice of being in the present. Not worrying about the future. Just being in the present. Sometimes we spend so much time worrying instead of actually being effective. So this last week of work that I had, I ended up having a really busy week at work and it was unexpectedly busy, which made it even more challenging. And I noticed my brain doing this where I would jump ahead. I would, my brain would spin and I would spend so much time spinning with the thought, this is so much to do. I wish I would have been notified of this or I wish I would have had an advance notice or been able to prepare for this more. And uh, I wasn't expecting this and I'm exhausted by this. I spent so much brain space thinking about what I was doing instead of actually just doing it and getting it done. And it's amazing how that distribution of my energy ended up impacting me for the worse instead of the better. Because if I just put more energy around thoughts of, I got this, I can do this, I probably would have saved myself a lot of time. Okay, let's talk about mental energy, which is really just focusing our energy. What drains our mental energy? It's the constant distractions. It's checking your email and then responding to that text and then 
following that one fire to put it out and then finding another fire to put it out. And then the next thing you know, you're halfway through your day. This happened to me all the time when I was a stay-at-home mom. I wanted to clean out the fridge, but then I noticed that the laundry had to get done. So I would go and I would take the laundry out and I would start putting that away. And then I'd find something that needed that was too small for one of the boys. So then I would take it to the garage. And then I noticed that thing in the garage that needed to be cleaned up. And it felt like I was doing tasks all day and getting nothing done. The distraction of your energy and not being able to focus will drain your energy and it will burn you out. So how do you replenish it? Be where you are when you're there. Be where you need to be and stay there (laughs) Um, and stay focused on your tasks. Now, this can be very challenging. There are so many tricks out there. I love a good timer strategy, setting a timer for 15 minutes and just sticking to that task for 15 minutes and then moving on when it's done. When my 15 minutes are over, whether that task is done or not, I'm hopping to the next thing if I need to, if I need a break or if I need to figure out a way to get myself to do things and to stay focused. So staying focused, maybe setting a timer or um, a reminder (laughs) um, or if you're at work, closing other tabs. Um, I Another thing I do is I speak out loud what I'm doing when I'm doing it. I work from home. I'm by myself so I can do it. But I'm responding to this person. I'm emailing this person. I'll just say it out loud what my task is to help me stay on task. Another thing is an accountability partner. <laughs> that can help you stay on task if you've got somebody who... Um, like when I when I clean, I love to call my sister. I talk to my sister when I clean because it takes my mind off of it. And I don't think too much about it. I just kind of do the thing. So that helps me a lot. So, um, but getting an accountability partner may help you stay focused on your tasks. Okay, and then spiritual energy. And really what we mean by spiritual energy here is just having a purpose and a meaning behind what you're doing. Finding a purpose behind your tasks, finding a purpose behind your life, finding a purpose for what you're doing. If work is stressful, but you love your job because of what you're able to do and the impact that you have there, then sticking to that purpose is going to help you want to continue forward there. If you hate your job, but you need the money and you want the money because you want to buy the things that you want to buy, then that might be your purpose. (laughs) I love thinking of it this way. I have two little kids and one of them is still in diapers. The other one is, is potty training, but, um, I've never once woken up in the morning and said, I would love to change a diaper today. That's what I feel like doing. That's what I want to do. Never once have I done that. But you know what I do? (laughs) I change their diapers a lot during the day because my purpose is stronger than the task at hand. My purpose is that I want to be a good mother and I want to make sure that they are taken care of and that matters to me. So I don't even question whether or not I should change their diaper. I just do it. because it needs to be done. I don't even have to question if I should. And I have the energy to do it. It just, the energy comes, even if it's in the middle of the night. The energy just comes because the purpose is so 
strong for me there. Regularly investing in your energy banks of these four categories is going to prevent burnout. Investing in yourself and your needs is going to prevent burnout. Here's an example. So my husband was recently promoted and normally he has a good healthy lunch. Normally he would take walks during the day and he would balance his energy throughout the day, but with the demand on his time, he hasn't been taking walks. He's been snacking a lot, drinking a lot of soda to keep himself awake and alert, and he's felt very burnt out over the past couple of weeks. Well, in his job, he's he's hosting an event, and he recognized just now, just a couple of days ago, that he created these posters while he was feeling very burnt out that all had the wrong time on them. And he had to go back and track down people that would be able to print the posters again with the right time, figure out how to solve that problem. Then he also figured out that he ordered the wrong amount of flags for their event. They're like putting flags all over um, where he works. Um, it's like a an awareness event. So um, he found out he ordered the wrong number of flags in, in the wrong colors that was different than what he communicated to other people who were planning the event. So he had to go back and fix that. And while he's normally a person that's very attentive to details, these details slip through the cracks. And we were talking about this the other day and we kind of landed on the fact that he's just not been taking care of his energy and his energy has been depleted. And as such, he wasn't able to give those tasks the time that they needed to pay attention to those details. And he ended up fixing all the problems, but it added four hours to his work that he did not have. And I honestly believe, had he invested in his energy, that he would have caught those the first time and he wouldn't have had to do the work twice. It's a funny thing when we talk about burnout because we think that if we just add more time, we think that if we just do a little bit more in the time that we have and just spend a little bit more time there, that we're going to be able to get everything done. But when we do something from a place of burnout, we are not as efficient as we can be when we're drawing from a full bank of energy. If you are feeling depleted, if you are feeling burnt out, prioritize you. Prioritize your energy. Take care of your energy. Place a deposit into your bank of energy. <laughs> you can't withdraw more than what you've put in there. You've got to make sure that you're prioritizing your energy. And when you do that, you're not going to get burnt out. You're going to be fine. You're going to have the stamina that you need to be able to take care of what you need to do. I can fit so much work into a small amount of time. I can when I have really good energy. And when my energy is depleted, it takes me all day to do a simple task. You probably have seen that too. Burnout does not have to be your reality. Being burnt out is not just something that you have to just accept as a mother or as a parent or as a, um, an employee. It's not just a circumstance that's going to happen to you. You can manage it and you can prevent it. I 100% believe it. Thanks so much for listening and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. 
Hey everyone, thanks for listening to another episode of the Grow by Degree podcast. Hit that follow button so you can get all the juicy updates and come find me on Instagram by searching Grow by Degree. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.